Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Coleman Had a Dream podcast. I am, as ever, with Ruth. Hi, Ruth. How are you? All right. How are you doing? No, actually, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long story, ladies and gentlemen, which I will bore you with uh, another time. Um, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. I'm very excited to report that uh, I have procured some tickets uh, and me and a gang of us uh, are going to be watching Wales against Denmark live at the Amsterdam Arena on Saturday, which is very, very exciting. Not that we're not jealous, but uh, very, very glad the geography has finally worked for you. I know, it's, um, it's been long enough, isn't it? It's finally going to work out. It's a mess though, isn't it, Dave? I mean, you just the whole scenario of... I mean, people are getting different messages every day about what's allowed and what's not allowed and, you know, different groups and different circumstances. And it's all, it's just, it's just a mess. It is. And, you know, in the shock of the day, UEFA have not really handled this very well, been very unclear on information. I, I, I saw the the FSA tweeted early yesterday morning, I think, that there was a, a chance that there could be an awkward window to make it work. And somehow that hasn't worked, but it has worked for the Danes. Um you know, I, I I will say I would do still wonder how many will travel. Um, I think a lot of locals do have tickets anyway. I'm sure they will support the Danes notionally, but I don't think um, it will be that big a deal. But I do think obviously a lot of Danes, a decent number of Danes will travel and get tickets. I know that tickets sold out on the portal today. They went back on sale temporarily and, and then sold out quite quickly. So um, that's a bit of a shame. But, um, you know, I do think there'll be a, a decent number of them there. But do, do you know what? Like... It's not like a fervent home atmosphere where there's going to be 30,000 baying for blood. It's going to be 16,000 in a big stadium, kind of all spread out. And I do think there's an element of, of, of Wales as a team and, and us as a country in general and, and certainly us as supporters of, do you know what, us against the world. And I feel like we're kind of all right with it. I, I feel like it's sort of how we are, you know, it's sort of in our psyche a little bit. So I actually don't think it will actually affect us in a huge amount. If anything, you know, that's that's Rob Page's team talk done, really, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I don't think the, the sort of one-sided nature of the crowd is an issue. I mean, we when we played Belgium, it was all but a home game for them, for example. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think the frustration is in the difficulty that people have had just navigating this, the the, the way that information changes by the hour, it seems. Um, different standards for different places, which I, I understand is a you know is a, a function of where we are with COVID, and and the Netherlands have every right to filter its borders in whatever way it it feels appropriate. After all, but it I think it's just the uncertainty and the moving goalposts are so frustrating for people. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and you know it. it... It's it is very frustrating, and I think that's kind of been the feature of the tournament, really. Um, but I think I'm going, so I'm right with it. To be honest, <laughs> that, that's as far as my uh, my uh, my knowledge goes. No, I, I'm obviously joking. It is it is a shame. It is awful. It would have been a great away trip, and the the only kind of driving factor we can have here is obviously Baku would be the next place. I think would be one of only. I don't think many teams would have played there three times if we go back there. Um, plus, you know, after that, you know, semis and whatever in Wembley, you'd like to think if we got that far, there'd be a huge Welsh contingent who'd be able to go to that game. So, you know, I know it's not ideal, far from it, but uh, maybe maybe this is an extra bit of encouragement that the, that the players need just to get over that line and get themselves uh, a game at Wembley and, and get the red wall back together, perhaps. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the nature of, I mean, we'll probably talk about the nature of the, the Danish situation, but I think at the minute they are the neutral team for very obvious reasons. So I think we might be better off with a stadium that's, you know, a third full that's pulling for them rather than full full and pulling for them, you know? No, I agree with that. I um, I mean, let's let's look at the at the Wales game uh, for a moment um, before we kind of go too far into ifs, buts, and maybes of other stuff. Um, it was it was quite an odd game, I thought, to, to an extent. I mean, obviously, in the bigger picture, I think the red card has ruined the game. But if you look at the kind of hard stats of the situation, Wales actually only had one shot on target, and from my memory, that was a, a fairly you know a slightly dribbled header. They had twenty three shots in total. Um, you know. Our pass accuracy was 75%. Theirs was 91%, you know, by way of comparison. But I will say, I, there was something about that performance that I, I greatly admired. And I, yes, we lost. But that uh, ability to kind of stick in, do what was needed to be done, and, and just kind of get on with things in difficult circumstances, I really, I really, really loved it. Yeah, there was something strangely encouraging about the game, wasn't there? Because we've talked a lot recently about the resilience of the team, but it's it's usually been in the in the context of you know staying in games and scoring late goals. Whereas this was this was more a sort of backs against the wall throughout kind of game. Um, when you look at the Italians and how they've been scoring goals and not conceding goals, I mean it's something like over thirty goals now that they've scored since they conceded. And Admittedly, it wasn't their starting eleven, but it was still a very strong team. So I think to come through that game under those circumstances um, and only concede one goal, be down to ten men for a, you know a third of the game, uh, more than a third of the game, and to be just to be very professional about it, you know, it was it was clearly. I mean, you'd have loved to have won, you'd have loved to have drawn, but the absolute was. Don't lose badly. And against the, an Italian team that have been knocking in the goals so regularly recently, it would have been very easy to lose by three, as as you know, as they showed in the other group other group games. And I think there was a just a very professional approach to the game all round. And I think that's that's only encouraging. Oh, massively. And I, and I think the 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 knock on of that is of course that we you know we're not fretting about third place you know as the swiss are i don't know how it's exactly fallen out if someone's been confirmed as being through or not yet but you know yeah I- the, the swiss are the swiss are confirmed as through they can't they can't drop out of the four now even so like the the heart pressure that, that would kind of go <laughs> along with even for two days would have been too much for me I think so uh, we did what we needed to do in the circumstance and I saw you know a lot of you know people I had a bit of back and forth with a few people on uh, you know after the game that said oh if Italy had, had their shooting boots on they would have scored four well m- maybe I, I'm not sure I entirely agree but maybe that's true but equally if Gareth Bale's got his shooting boots on we come away with that with a 1-1 draw against you know with 10 men so it is all about kind of fine margins I think and and I think we deserve a lot of credit for what we did there that we know yes they changed their players so did we um we also reduced them to only scoring one goal having had 10 men for 30 minutes did they give it the beans and go for it well maybe not but i think you know if you want to maybe not hang your hat on something but say do you know what that is that is a, that is a battling committed proud performance and and that's exactly how i felt and it also made me chuckle as well. I, I was thinking we were talking about how we 
how that game against France became a useless exercise with, with Williams sent off and against a really good team for a large portion of the game. Well, it turns out that was actually a really valuable exercise. So uh, as, I, as I've always said, the ref made a good decision uh, against France and, uh, and, and well done him. And yeah, you can't. The, the irony of that is, uh, I don't think. I think there's a lot of people uh, on Twitter made, you know, similar comments about the the irony of of where we're at. Uh, but obviously, you know, it, it we we very quickly changed the formation. The you know the the, the players kind of slotted into the new setup with the ten quite easily. So I, I don't think it's. I don't think we can pr- can pretend that actually ending up with ten against against. France wasn't a plus in the end. Um, interesting decision by the referee. Um, I, I don't think you can ignore the fact that he's the only ref that's sent people off in the tournament. He's sent two off. Um, there seemed to be some inconsistencies within the game in terms of what he was carding. I mean, I thought uh, Dan James was very lucky not to get a yellow earlier in the game for, for something very similar. Um and then um, you look at in other games, there's been similar situations where a player's caught the, the top of a, another player's foot with studs and, and, you know, there hasn't even been a yellow card. So I, I do think, I feel unfortunate for Ampadu. I think it felt a, it, not that that might not result in a serious injury, but just the the interpretation of the referees does seem a little uh, a little woolly around that particular type of challenge. Especially when you look at Lukaku yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. he did literally the same thing. And he, I'm not yeah. even sure it was a foul. It was definitely, a, it wasn't a booking. I'm not even sure it was a foul. And, you know, you look at the context of the game there. Italy fouled us more than we fouled them. Yet somehow we've ended up with a man sent off and two yellows. And they've had one yellow in three games. Like... You know, talk about giving teams an advantage. They're home, at the, you know. They're playing at home anyway. You know, chucking a hooky rough to really sell it. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy theory or whatever, but I mean, I, I, I do feel like the ref was, I think, was biased on the weekend. I think you know there were a couple of decisions. Dan James got flawed himself at one point, and the ref didn't even give a free kick. And I mean, he got stepped across by his marker. It was like obvious foul, clear and obvious. Uh, and again, I, I just. I, I, there's not an argument someone can make for me, even the letter of the law argument. That was not, a, you know, a forceful. Um, was it late? Yeah. Was it a bad tackle? I mean, it wasn't a good one. But he's he's he stamped on his foot. I mean, Christ, I've had worse done to me at Monday night down goal. Like it's not, you know, it's it's just a really dreadful decision. It's ruined the game, and it may be the last time Ampadu plays for Wales this tournament, depending on how Saturday goes. So, you know. Real shame. Could have an impact for us as well on, on the weekend. But uh, there's one more thing I just want to go on before we... I uh, want your opinion on just before we kind of move forward and look at the game coming, is the goal itself. Um, I kind of did a little thread which you kindly made into a little article on uh, com. But we have conceded two goals in this tournament. Both have come from poorly defending set plays and don't get me wrong this is a very very good flipped finish but it does slightly concern me that there does appear to be a bit of a weak spot there Turkey had their best chance of the game from a set piece for example that Yilmaz kind of blazed over so that did worry me a little bit I'll be honest it's interesting with the of the three groups that have finished and I mean I appreciate you're only looking at 12 of the teams but of the three groups that have finished 
Only Italy and Belgium have conceded less goals than us. Um, Italy none, obviously Belgium won. And but as you say, both our goals are from set pieces. So there's obviously, it's a, you know, it's a big red flag for us going forward, isn't it? Like yeah. we're tight at the back. We're not conceding. We're conceding at a rate that would put us on a par with what, you know, the Belgians and the Netherlands of the world are doing. And yet here's a weak point where they, where they are scoring against us. It's in set pieces. So hopefully there's a fair few drills going on at the minute <laughs> as we speak um, in terms of getting that cohesion at the back. Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's a very well taken uh, set piece, the yeah. Italian one in particular, but if uh, Pizzini hadn't been first on the ball, there were two other Italians behind him who were probably going to be next on the ball. So we haven't just lost one of them. We've lost three of them in that um, that particular scenario. So I, I do think there are concerns there. I can't pretend there aren't. Oh, massively. Um, I mean, that that's my big that's my big concern, as I mentioned. Um, bags of positives, though. Uh, obviously, Danny Ward was outstanding again. I see he's denied more. I hate the expected goals at the best of times. So this did the stat <laughs> did annoy me and make me happy at the same time. Uh, he's denied the most expected goals in the tournament. So I don't know what that means, but I'm led to believe that's a positive thing. So well done him. It shows how good a tournament he's having. Um, and there's just lots of other people. And we don't want to go through and name them by, you know, one at a time. But I thought Joe Rodden was out, outrageous. I thought Kiefer Moore coming on and, and playing basically with his hands sellotaped to his legs was absolutely hilarious. Um, it was just, I, I, it, like you said at the start, it was completely professional. We did exactly what we needed to do to get through the game and get through the situation and come second in the group because obviously all of the players had heard that I uh, live in the Netherlands and want to, uh, wanted to go to the game. So um, I do I do have to do a bit of a comedy, a bit, a bit of a comedy plug here. Since um, this has been confirmed, obviously we, I put on Twitter, I was looking for a few tickets. So I've had a bit of contact from a few different people. I did, a, did an interview today uh, for... Uh, Capital Radio, I think it was, um, and got asked to do one for TalkSport, which I, I, I couldn't do. But uh, my pal Ant, who is uh, is coming to the match with us, he, I think we're, you know, we're making him into the next Welsh celebrity. I think he's got he's got more TV appearances than Noel Edmonds has this week. I think I don't know where Noel Edmonds came from. That was niche. Um, but yeah, Ant is. He's on BBC Wales. He's doing BBC Radio 5 Live the day of the game. Uh, BBC Wales have asked him to go back on after after the match on Saturday as well. Um, he's going to be on Sky Sports News at some point. So uh, I, if you're listening, Ant, I think I deserve at least 10%, mate. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, <laughs> you know tagging, tagging you and stuff on Twitter. You, you've gone viral. So uh, I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's worth remembering that Coleman had a dream put, put Ant... Uh, when you see him uh, live or slapped all over the TV all weekend, that uh, it was Coleman had a dream who uh, who put him on that particular pedestal. So uh, you're welcome, you're welcome, mate. Um, Ruth, to look at the to the game itself, um, it's it's a really interesting tie. I think I think we're two very very similar teams, and of course, you know, we don't want to be. You know, too harsh here, but cynically, they're also. I, you know, I'm not. I would be lying if I was sad that they're missing Christian Eriksen. Obviously, in the circumstances, I am. But in a footballing sense, you know, I'm not. I'm. I'm certainly not sad that he's not playing. I mean, they're a, they on paper are a weaker team without him. Uh, there's, 
you know, most of their play does go through him. You you wouldn't pretend otherwise. Um, but he, you know, they've they've found uh, a very ready substitute in um, in Damsgaard in terms of you know slotting in and and fulfilling the role. He he clearly won't have the impact of a Christian Eriksen, but they they they've weathered that storm. I think it's fair fair to say. Um, I think emotionally, people are behind them for very obvious reasons. I think if they weren't playing Wales, I'd probably be rooting for them, whoever they yeah, w- yeah. would be playing um, under the circumstances. The it's a it's a difficult tie, but it's the round of sixteen. It should be a difficult tie. I mean, I, I, I was a bit. I was a bit taken aback with some of the the talk on Twitter in terms of, you know, who would we rather have in the last 16? I mean, really? Like, <laughs> we're in the last 16 of a tournament. Like, they could give Brazil a wildcard entry, you know, for all I care. Yeah. We're in the last 16 of a tournament. It's amazing. Um, and I, I just want to enjoy that rather than get too het up in how we might have preferred to play Finland or preferred to play Russia. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I think these are heady and exciting enough days that let's let's enjoy it, not worry about it. Absolutely, and you know, yes, Denmark beat us twice recently. But I, what I would say are in different circumstances. Early in the Ryan's Ryan gigs reign, where we were trying something different, we were blooding some younger players. Um, I think we're a very different proposition to Den uh, to Russia. Sorry, who they obviously swept past four one the other day, and I think are you know a very one-dimensional team um i think the thing for me is watching the scenes at the end of the game last night in a bizarre way it reminded me a little bit of when wales beat belgium in that that moment at the end of that game i felt that that was when a lot of our players or at least some of our players spent their final chips emotionally and I think to get to be that mm-hmm. good and have that good a performance, you need to have you need to be you need to be so concentrated, so focused, so effective. You can't make one mistake. And I know there's a different opposition, but the the emotion in the the Danish players having to win that by the margin that they needed to win it by, and then of course achieving that, um, I thought was really really interesting and like a fantastic achievement for them. Obviously, um, I just felt a bit like it kind of gave me that feel where they, where they were just like, do you know what, what a turnaround. That that was our game of the tournament. That was our moment. And and I don't think that... It, I, I think it will be quite difficult for them to kind of raise those, to get to those levels again emotionally, I think, um, especially against, you know, a talented Wales team. So, I, you know, I, I do wonder if they've maybe kind of, in the, in the way that we did in the quarterfinals, I wonder if they kind of spent their emotional coins... Um, in that was a weird one as well. When um, I'm not sure if they, that was as bad as Noel Edmonds, but still, um, yeah, I wonder if they've kind of spent their emotional coins in the same way that we did in that quarterfinal. I, I think there's something in that, Dave. I think you you look at the the reactions from Copenhagen yesterday. That felt like it was their everything game, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that that you know that's reflected on Saturday that it it has taken something out of them um 
but I, either way, I, I think we can we can go into this game with some confidence. There's no reason we should be hiding from a, a team of the likes of Denmark. Yeah, no, I I agree with you entirely, and 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 I'm sure they are making the argument, you know, on um, Loudrup had a dream that um, <laughs> they, you know, they're having three games at home and then a short hop to Amsterdam compared to flying from Cardiff to Baku, Baku to Rome, and then obviously to to the Netherlands. I, I wonder if that's you know that that would be their argument as well. So I do I do understand that there's a, a flip side to that particular coin. I just think they are a very they're a very efficient, very good, but in terms of kind of attacking flair, I would say slightly limited compared to us. Um, you know, they are. Still I, I a think good it's side, our. I think it's our speed that might be our main asset, Dave, against them, particularly out wide. I I, I think that's if we're going to get at them, I. I think that's where we'll be doing it. I think it's a Dan James game. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And, and especially, you know, they do play this kind of three at the back, which <laughs> I, does make me think that Dan James can get in behind and stretch them. Um, my my issue or worry or concern or whatever is that maybe, uh, maybe Paige matches up with them. And, and goes five at the back himself to, to negate their threats a little bit more and we kind of go man-to-man, which I'm not sure I would do, but I, I could see that happening. And equally, I wouldn't be adverse to that. I don't think that's a bad decision. Um, but I could see that happening, but I agree with you. In behind, using the pace. And, you know, they've got some good players. Vestergaard, Kjaren, Christensen, like, uh, good players, but they're not they're not fast. Dan James will have a, will have a field day, I think, against them. Um and I think in in Poulsen, he's the obviously the threat up front, but they do have I would describe like a quite a, again quite a similar midfield to us, very uh, efficient, very workman like, good with the ball. Hoybjerg is a, is a good player in himself, so uh, you know they definitely do have talent there. I don't think we're underestimating them, but equally I think like you said, we're in the last sixteen. Yeah, that's great, but if we can't get past a team like Denmark, then you know that that's our level, you know, and that's a shame. We should be looking at this game with excitement uh, and not not trepidation in my mind. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way of, of putting it. We were in the last 16 against a team that we're, we could beat. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to go in with that with that mindset. Um, I'd like to see us, going back to the, the formation, I, I think we should be sticking with with how we started against the, the Swiss and the Turks. I think Ampadu's suspension kind of takes some of the variables off the table there. Um, I, I can see the argument for matching up with the Danes, but we've just looked much more comfortable and the synergy has just been much better with the four at the back and, and, and what that means for the, the sort of four, three, three type formation that I, I, I think we should just keep going forward with that and, um, and, and not tweak again, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the tweak that I've seen people mention to me would be Joe Morrell didn't use the ball as well as he could have on 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 the on the weekend, which you know to an extent I agree with in in some areas. But I thought what he gives you on the other side of the ball is so effective and so important. People were talking about dropping Ramsey in next to Allen, perhaps. Um, and I think that that's a, that would be an error. I think we're taking Ramsey out of his best position there just to kind of 
solve a problem that doesn't particularly need to be solved in my view. Um, so if it were me, I would go back to the the team that we started, as you say, against the Swiss uh, with and, 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 and of course the Turkey game as well and, and just see where that takes us. And it's good to know that we've got the option to go to five at the back if we need to, if things need to be shored up or if things need to change. So mm -hmm. there's definitely that there as well. So, uh, you know, I think we, it's good to know that we have options and variety in what we do. And I think, you know, that's the thing we've got to hold on to here. You know, we have got a really talented side. You know, would I prefer Hoybieg in the middle to to maybe maybe Morel or even Allen, God forbid? But yeah, you know, maybe yeah, maybe I would. But I I think you'd be you'd be struggling if you wanted to tempt me with any of the other players. If I'm if I'm honest. No, I think that's a that's a fair comment. I think um, I think that. The Hoiberg, Delaney, kind of Alan Morrell, sort of, I know they won't be quite so directly, you know, playing against each other as it were, but I think how those pairs respectively do in the game is going to be quite pivotal. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, again, that's the one thing I will say to Morrell is that that, that ball retention does need to be better. Um, if he's Yeah, I mean, I think, he, I think he had, by his standards, his, the game against Italy wasn't great, but I think if you look at his kind of body of work, then there's a lot of pluses, isn't there? Oh, 100%. You know, like I said, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's not just because his mum listens. I have got such a lot of time <laughs> for him. I think he's so, so underrated in what he does for us. I really, really do. And I think he's uh he's got he's got a lot to offer and he and he always brings us absolutely 100% and I've and I'm just admire that sort of player so much so yeah I, I think he's going to be a key part of of the game um that little battle in between is going to be big and I think he for more you know up against two or three defenders on his own perhaps with people running off him, his ability to hold up the ball is going to be key. But I think the key in, in, in terms of unlocking them overall, as you said, is the pace. We've got to be quick moving the ball. We've got to be um, running at them. We've got to be taking them on. We've got to get them to commit. Um, and I think that's where we kind of go after them and, and beat them in, in that in that area. And I think we're more than more than capable of doing it. And Aaron Ramsey making late runs as he did so well against mm -hmm. Turkey. I think, again, there's just, there's a lot on offer for us there. And I think, you know, we we should be looking at this, you know, thinking this is this is a good game for us to get through to to the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I don't think we can do otherwise. I think there's a lot uh, a lot of positives. Well, um, this is quite a short podcast today. We have uh, obviously in the middle of the working week trying to uh, trying to put something together. So um, I think that is all we have got time for. Unless you've got anything you wanted to add, Ruth. I just wanted very quickly your thoughts on uh, Danny Ward's distribution at the weekend. He seemed a little kind of intent on focusing on Bale, particularly to start with, and, and wasn't really getting us anywhere. I, I just wondered what your thoughts were on that. I, that's an interesting one, actually, because I remember having this conversation with you about looking for those balls against Bale. I think it was when he played in the Belgium game in the qualifier. I remember saying to you at the time, that was one of the most frustrating things for me. Kept looking for that ball and it never felt on. So you've got to imagine that that is some sort of pre-planned kind of mode of attack to try and break in that certain way. And I think I said at the time that that's quite a good thing because Bale is quite good in the air. It's not 
it's just not the best use of his skills. And I thought, but without more on the pitch, obviously and, until a little bit later in the game, that was our outlet, which I which I didn't, I wasn't fond of. But I I don't think that's Danny Ward's. Oh, it's not anyone's fault. I don't think that was Danny Ward's idea. I think that was he was told to do that. Is is how I took it. I thought his distribution on the whole was pretty good. I'm still not a hundred percent convinced of this with how he uses his feet on the floor but overall I, I'm in no position to complain he's been he's been absolutely fantastic so um, yeah I thought it, you know it wasn't what I want to see but by the same token I you know I don't it, it's not concerning yeah no I think it's more I think we just need to mix it up a little bit more it became very predictable didn't yeah. it and and hence it was it was hard for Bell to find any space so yeah, I just I just I think that needs to be um just a little more kind of in the moment as opposed to quite so rigid as it appeared. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. On Saturday. Uh, so too, Ruth, our favourite slash least favourite part of the pod. <laughs> Furrowed brows and deep breaths in, uh, in, 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 in Oregon. Um, predictions, Ruth, predictions. What are we saying? You know, my biggest fear is penalties. Oh, I don't even think it. Don't even think it. That we've never, sick. we've never had to endure that. I can't. I, I honestly, sca- that scares me to oh, death. I've just, um, I'm nervous already now. I'm going to, I'm going two one for us. Uh, okay, I will take that. I don't think there'll be as many goals as the game. I think we'll nick it one nil, but I think it might go extra time if it goes penalties. I, from my memory. <laughs> Uh, I have only ever endured competitive penalty shootout once as a football fan. Um, and I don't know if you remember, Ruth, but it was Newcastle against Hull uh, in the uh, Carabao Cup or League Cup or whatever it's called these days. Um, and uh, well, I watched it in my classroom in Boston. I, I, I thought I, I thought you were there with me. I can't remember. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds right, actually. Yeah, uh, and I just remember constantly pacing back and forth the room, and when John Joe Shelby missed his key penalty, just kicking a chair really hard. Um, I, I, I <laughs> you've not learned, have you? No, that's true. Actually, I'm <laughs> stupid. Um, I, I just remember that being awful, and it was effectively a quarter final of a game that you know I obviously wanted Newcastle to win, but you know wasn't going to keep me awake at night if we lost. However. <laughs> Wales losing on penalties is my is is up there with my worst nightmares. As my as I always say to my work between between this and running in flip flops are those are those are my two least favourite things. I think Wales in penalties and running in flip flops. So I I um I don't even want to think about it. I feel sick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Let, let's not go there. Okay. Well, what a what a terrifying way to end a <laughs> what I think is a fairly positive and upbeat podcast. So you're going a two one win. I'm saying a one nil win. That is a much more positive way to end. Um, I hope. And ev- you've got tickets. That's I, the best part. That is the best part. I, I, if everyone wants to keep an eye out, I do have a Coleman have a dream flag, which I'm going to take with me. Um, there's going to be seven of us scattered around the stadium, so we'll do our best to to make ourselves heard when singing the anthem on the telly. Um, I think I'm, I'll try and do some match audio, Ruth. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how that'll go down, but I'll try and do a little bit of match audio. Um, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm actually trying not to think about it too much because I think I will cry at the drop of a hat anyway on Saturday. But to this is going to be the first football match I and I'm sure lots of people have been to in a in a long long time i think the last time i went to a football match was when we were in germany on our on a school trip in february 
2020. So, you know, to be back watching football again is amazing in itself. But for but but for it to be Wales in the last 16 of a major tournament in, you know, 45 minutes from a front door is 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 it's a a fairly amazing experience. So I'm I'm so excited. I'm, I'm like I say, I'm trying not to think too much about it because I think I might cry at the drop of a hat. Like I said, but I think it's just going to be. I, th- I, I genuinely I think the first hour or so of being in the stadium, you've got to go in at staggered times, and I think mine's about. For uh, about ninety minutes before kickoff, but I think that first hour in the stadium before the game even kicks off, I think I'm just I'm going to find that quite overwhelming. I think I'm sure a lot of people will, having not been at a stadium like that for such a long time. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be terrifying. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm going to cry a lot, but it's it's uh, it's going to be amazing. See the players play again in that shirt and and sing the anthem is going to be uh, quite something. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some audio. <laughs> yes, boss. Yes, boss. Okay. Well, there you are, ladies and gents. Uh, we even managed to waffle when we're trying to finish, so we will indeed stop there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, keep an eye out. Uh, there's loads of stuff coming up uh, from us in the future. We hope talking about this game and hopefully talking about a quarter final to come. Um, Game all out. If you haven't read it, there's some great articles on there. And of course, have a look at Cymru150.com. Thank you very much. And of course, ColemanHadadream.com, obviously, for where all of this stuff is uh, collated. Um, but thank you very much for your time. Thank you uh, for your time, Ruth. Yep. Have a great weekend, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with genuine malice in your voice. Um, I will do my best. <laughs> just look, no. Just, I mean, I think. There's so many of us that, I mean, I get to be jealous of uh, folks back in Europe going to games, but uh, at, at the minute, I'm particularly jealous. So just have a, just have a great weekend. Yes, I can assure you I will be doing that. Um, well, there you go. Thank there you go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. What a messy end. Uh, thank you for listening. We will, <laughs> we will be back soon. Good night. Bye-bye.